Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, November 10th, 2015, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-host for the evening, Anastasia. Lavendar is in Arkansas this week for the Pleiadian Weekend Starseed Gathering. And if you don't know about Pleiadian lineup, there's an article in our vault at starseedhotline.com which explains it, as well as uh, several shows in our archives also talking about Pleiadian lineup. On October 10th, 2010, Lavendar and I were in Arkansas for the 10-10-10 alignment, and at that time she received a transmission from the ship on the subject of crystal implants, which we recorded. So tonight we are presenting that recording. If you've been listening to our show for five years, you may have heard this before, but even though I was there after listening to it again, it seemed like hearing it for the first time, so I'm sure that you will benefit from this. With Pleiadian lineup just days away, tonight's presentation comes to you from the Pleiadians through Lavendar. At the top of the show, it's the Starseed News with Anastasia, bringing topics of interest to Starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Fiona for hosting the switchboard this evening. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com. And special thanks go to Tammy, as always, for her dedication to the forum. You can download our show podcasts on iTunes or right from our Blog Talk Radio episode page using the cloud with an arrow icon to download it. We'd appreciate your support of our show, and you can do that by clicking follow on our page here at Blog Talk, and you'll get our weekly show notices so you know what the show topics are up. The toll-free number for StarseedHotline.com is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart, and the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. Remote healing sessions for people and pets are also available with Tammy. If you have a birthday coming up, you don't want to miss out on your 10 hours of power, You can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. Uh, If you want a stage two interpretation of that chart, though, please order it at least two or three months ahead of your birthday to make sure you have it done before your 10 hours of power. So first this evening, I would like to introduce Anastasia with the Starseed News. Good evening, Arielle. It's great to be with you. Hello, everybody. Hi, Anastasia. Well, hi. I hope everybody is well. The weather's cooling down, and here we are entering into autumn. Yeah, and we, saw we have some today. <laughs> we saw the oh, sun yeah. today for the first time in two weeks. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing, sunshine. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of the sun, we have some geomagnetic storms underway right now. There is a stream of fast moving.
moving solar wind that's buffeting Earth's magnetic field today, and this is causing G2-class uh, geomagnetic storms. Now, Arctic sky watchers uh, will be seeing auroras after nightfall, and tomorrow they're ex- we're expecting a glancing blow from a CME uh, because the magnetic uh, canopy of sunspot AR2449 erupted, producing an M3-class solar flare and a very bright CME. Radio emissions from shock waves in the CME suggest that it blew away from the sun faster than 2 million miles per hour, and it will likely be geoeffective with a Class 1 storm expected tomorrow. And the torrid fireball shower continues for the second week in a row. Earth is passing through a swarm of gravelly debris from Comet Enki, which is the source, as you know, of the annual torrid meteor shower. Well, across the planet, we have had so many earthquakes since we last had our program a week ago. I am going to discuss that with you today. I'm going to give you an overview of earthquakes. You're going to hear a lot about that. In all my time of doing the news, I really cannot recall so many quakes in such diverse places in a period of seven days. And uh, speaking of earthquakes, let's start out by talking about volcanoes. There are 18 active volcanoes happening worldwide, 18 18 active volcanoes, and there's new un- new activity and unrest at five more. That comes to 23 volcanoes stirring underneath going on right now. Uh, the new activity and unrest was observed at five volcanoes from October 28th through the November 3rd, and during the same uh, period, we had ongoing activity going on. Now, the new activity is from Guatemala, uh, from Chile, from... Uh, Lombok Island in Indonesia from Costa Rica and a place I've never heard of, Kerguelen uh, Plateau. I don't even know where that is. But ongoing activity is occurring in Japan, uh, New Guinea, Mexico, Indonesia, Ecuador, another one in Indonesia, several in Indonesia, uh, Russia, Hawaii, uh, Papi, uh, Papua New Guinea, Colombia, France, believe it or not, uh, Guatemala, Russia again, the Fox Islands, which is a province of the USA, Indonesia, Ecuador, and Peru, all over the world. We've got that going on, particularly in the Ring of Fire. France was a big surprise. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and that's something. And uh, there has been a magnitude 4.7 earthquake in the Philippines since we spoke last. Uh, It hit Saturday. Nobody was hurt and there were no damages. 4.7 is moderate. And in Lebanon, they had an earthquake. They said that residents of northeast Lebanon felt a small earthquake late Friday. And uh, the earthquake measured 3.9 on the Richter scale. In Chile, this happened on uh, Saturday. There was a powerful 6.8 earthquake that occurred. This is according to the USGS. Uh, The quake woke people in in the capital of Santiago. There had at first been a warning of a small tsunami issued by Chile's Navy, but it was quickly withdrawn, and power outages were reported on social media. And in Indonesia, in Sabang, there was a 6.4 quake uh, that occurred just two days ago. And seven earthquakes in seven hours, isn't that weird? Seven earthquakes in seven hours uh, shook Oklahoma-Kansas border area. This comes from the Wichita Eagle, the uh, Kansas newspaper. 
said that these uh, this swarm started with a magnitude 4.1 trembler close to the Oklahoma-Kansas border, and then as there was a series of six earthquakes within a 75-minute period on Saturday morning. This was on the USGS website, as reported. The largest earthquake Saturday morning was the 4.1, which had an epicenter nine miles northwest of Medford, Oklahoma, and 59 miles southwest of Wichita. Now, a seventh earthquake, uh, this one was a magnitude 4.2, was also in the Medford area. Late Friday night and early Saturday morning, there were two other earthquakes, 3.0 and 2.9, and the largest of the Saturday morning quakes was felt throughout northern Oklahoma and central Kansas. A lot of activity there. And in France, I mentioned volcanic activity in France, there was an earthquake measuring 4.4 that made the earth shudder in the southeast of France on Friday morning. And in south-central Alaska, a 4.5 quake rattled south-central Alaska on Friday. It woke a lot of people up, and the USGS says the quake struck about 53 miles north of Anchorage. And in Alaska, again, another strong quake quake struck off uh, Alaskan Island. This occurred yesterday. A strong 6.2 quake struck off Atka Island. It's part of the Aleutian chain, uh, and uh, that, again, is according to the USGS. Not done yet, guys. (laughs) The sea around Andaman and Nicobar Archipelago, which is North Sumatra in Indonesia, has witnessed 12 earthquakes in 24 hours, with almost all measuring five or more on the Richter scale. However, no tsunami alerts have been issued. And in Russia, Russia's Kamchatka, a magnitude 6.3 quake, rocked Russia's far eastern Kamchatka Island or peninsula on Thursday, and uh, local emergency services said the quake caused no damage or loss of life. Now, the Kamchatka Peninsula in the Russian Far East is part of the zone of high seismic activity on the planet. It's also called the Ring of Fire. And earlier this year in the region, the most powerful existing volcano right there in that region emitted ash clouds of 7,500 meters high. And in Venezuela, more. A 5.3 earthquake occurred on, uh, let's see, Sunday. It knocked out power to some areas. It damaged buildings and triggered rock rock falls that killed a person. And the quake's epicenter was near the Colombian border. Now, that's just a lot of quaking and shaking going on. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that something? And in New Jersey, they did see the remnants of the Torrids, at least we assume that. Uh, Bright fireballs were seen streaking across New Jersey sky last week. Um, The fireballs ranged from yellow and orange to green. Did any of our Starseed listeners see those? In fact, question mark, have any of you been out to look? I'll bet some of you have, if you've had clear skies, that is. And uh, yeah, in Hong Kong, they filmed a blue-green fireball streaking across the Hong Kong sky. That was really beautiful. Videos of that are on the net. Now, you know, surprisingly... uh, before the torrids were even supposed to occur, there was also a fireball filmed two weeks previous in that same area. So we don't know if that one was a, uh, from the uh, meteor shower or whether it was just simply an incoming uh, odd meteor. Don't know. Well, uh, in Iraq, they have a problem. 
The name of the town or the region, I should say, is called Mosul, Iraq. And they have a problem with masses of black beetles that have spread all across their country. To the Well, not all across the country. That's an exaggeration. But across a certain region, going four and a half miles, four and a half miles they're covering. Now, people are concerned that the insects could harm uh, crops, even people. They're scared of them. They said, I'm quoting, somebody said, it's horrible. We can't take a rest. We cannot have our meals. If they are not stopped, then they might get to the town of Tel Askoff. We're waiting for the medical team to come and check the state of the town's health. I don't know why they said that, but that's what they said. Uh, they said that this is the first time they've ever seen such an incredible number of beetles covering such a large area. And in another location in Iraq, grasshoppers have descended on the farmland and are gobbling up the crops. So Iraq has got its bug problems for sure. Mm. Well, there is a search on for the hidden chambers in King Tut's tomb. An investigation of King Tut's tomb to find secret chambers will begin uh, in, actually it already has begun, uh, it will last. Uh, it lasted until Friday. This started last week, just after the news broke on Tuesday. This is a Wednesday article. Anyway, they've already dug or started to dig. You know, they haven't found anything yet. But they announced this in Egyptian media, and uh, this was to happen on the 93rd anniversary of the tomb's discovery in the Valley of Kings in Luxor. Because on that day in 1922, the British archaeologist Howard Carter found the entrance to King Tut's treasure-filled tomb. And uh, what's organizing this excavation is a team from Cairo University and a Paris-based organization called Heritage. And they're going to investigate by using thermography. Now, this is a non-invasive search um, that should give or should yield high-resolution images of the tomb's walls and show linear traces which will, they hope, point to the presence of unexplored chambers behind the western and northern walls of the tomb. Now, they say that the chamber, at least one chamber, contains the remains and possibly the intact grave goods of Queen Nefertiti. What do you know about that? Wow. this is the first I've heard of that. They always know about this stuff well in advance of, of releasing it to the press. But there it is, folks. So interesting. So keep uh, keep your ears out for what's, what's going to come through about that. Very fascinating stuff. Well, I don't know if any of you out there are planning on buying a 3D printer, but I wanted to share this with you. Um, I've mentioned 3D printers on the show before, and I've been fascinated by the very concept of it, just odd, actually. It's so Star Trek-y. But now they have discovered, at least one research team has discovered, that objects which are produced by certain commercial 3D printers are very toxic and cause quick death to certain fish and to embryos. And this was discovered by researchers at the University of California in Riverside. Now, their results have raised questions about how to dispose of of objects that have been produced uh, by 3D 3D printers and the waste materials from these printers. Now, an assistant professor of bioengineering has said, quote, These 3D printers are like tiny factories in a box. We regulate factories. We would never bring one into our home. Yet we are starting to bring these 3D printers into our homes like they're toasters. 
while the researchers studied two common types of 3D printers. Now, one of them melts plastic to build a part, and another uses light to turn a liquid into a solid part. Now, they found that parts from both types of printers were measurably toxic to zebrafish embryos. In fact, it killed all of them. And parts from the liquid-based printer were the most toxic. Now, the research comes as the popularity of 3D printers is really uh, soaring. Now, the value of the 3D printing market grew from $288 million in 2012 to $2.5 billion in 2013 and is projected to grow to over $16 billion in a few years. Now, in the future, researchers need to study the toxicity of the components of the 3D printer material, uh, both individually and when mixed together in a completed part. They also want to find out, naturally, at what level the material could be harmful to humans. And another unanswered question is about how to dispose of the waste material, both solid and liquid, that's created by 3D printers. And at this point, researchers are advising people to take their 3D printer waste to a hazardous waste dump. So if you're thinking about getting one of those, maybe you might want to think again. Yeah, just it, like technology that, you know, just because they can doesn't mean they should. Right. You know, you, they, yeah, you know, it, you, yeah. Because people will but, just go out and buy it. Absolutely. With, you know, we, yeah. it, things happen so quickly. This is part of the... Uh, one of the stressors of modern society. Everything is moving so quickly. Rush, 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 rush. Everybody's in a rush to develop something, manufacture it, make the money off of it, and then we'll see what happens. And this is going on all the time. We just see this with everything. Recalls and finding out that things are dangerous after they've been released. And in this case, uh, this is what's up with the 3D market, which means that if uh, you wanted to print a toy or, let's say, a model of, of something you were inventing uh, with a 3D printer to take and put on your nice executive desk to show everybody uh, to handle and look at it. Uh, probably not a good idea to handle that stuff. And I would imagine, knowing what they know, the researchers used gloves to handle anything that they'd printed out. In fact, I know a local uh, printing store in my town that is planning on getting a 3D printer and the public can come in and get things made with them. And, well, you know, you pick them up and then what? Okay. Yeah, 10 years down yeah. the road is too late to, <laughs> to exactly. stop it. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, technology is cool, but it has its hazards for sure. Well, according to the Pew Research Center, atheism in the United States is on the rise. And more people are believing that Jesus Christ is a myth, and even further, that he never existed. Now, the idea of organized religion is one that is certainly beginning to weaken in the United States, and they say it's happening for a number of reasons. Now, some people are just not into organized religion, and they don't have strong enough beliefs to keep up with the practice. Others, however, are turning to atheism, as they're really starting to think that Jesus Christ was a fairy tale. Now, according to the Pew Research Center, there's a new survey of more than 35,000 adults in America, and they have found that there are moderate, moderately, not mildly, moderately declining numbers uh, in the past few years of those who say that they believe in God or who go to church regularly. So there's been a lot of discussion over the last number of years about the weakening of uh, traditional religious beliefs, and uh, the Pew Research Center keeps a pretty close pulse on that. And sure enough, another year has passed, and the statistics continue to decline. 
So people are emerging into new paradigms as time moves forward and as things shift. And as technology uh, and excavation, archaeological excavation discoveries are changing uh, the mindset of many people as we move forward. Well, there's an interesting video on the Internet, you all. A glowing white craft has been captured on a NASA feed from the ISS space station, and there's a debate going on about whether it's aliens or just a piece of space debris. Uh, this was this story, by the way, comes out of the Irish Mirror. I didn't pick it up on on any American media, but they say this is the stre- second strange UFO that's been filmed floating in space near the International Space Station. It was spotted on the grainy live stream from the orbiting base, and this is a mysterious white light that appears to glow in the blackness of space. Well, it doesn't appear to glow, you all. It does glow. Check it out. The footage was captured and posted online by YouTube channel Hidden Cams on the 4th of November. And, of course, in the video, the UFO gradually moves out of out of uh, view. But check that out. Um, you know, they just can't control everything. So there it is. Go check it out and see what you think. Not the only activity that's been uh, witnessed up there from space. Lots of it. Well, that's all for tonight's news, Ariel. Um, looking forward to the program. Hear what Lavendar has to tell us. It's going to be good. We need reminding. Oh, it is. It, it is very powerful information. Do you but remember wanna... the news show I did some time back, where scientists had discovered that uh, there are literally scientists found that the human uh, blood, the hemoglobin, is crystalline. Do you remember me with bringing up that? Uh, huh. Yeah, talking about that on the news show. Yeah, and that's that's what Lavendar is going to be talking about. Um, on, well, on she tonight. she has been talking about that long before science discovered it. So there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's been talking about that for umpty ump years, and science is recently affirming that through laboratory. So there well, we have it. I'm I'm really impressed, huh? They'll catch up eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, quit. Lavendar's been ahead of her time. You know. Well, absolutely, absolutely. That I, that's why I said that. It's it's yeah. really cool. So I just it, for the Starseed listeners that didn't hear that news show, I just wanted to remind everybody that that has been confirmed. So, all right. Well, we're going to talk next week, and I want you all to have a most beautiful week. Yeah, and next next uh, Tuesday's show will be in the middle of Pleiadian lineup. Um, actually, yeah, second uh, the second third of Pleiadian lineup. So uh, everyone keep that in mind and do pay attention to things that go on, even if they don't seem to have any significance. Just pay attention to everything that goes on in your life, especially if you've got the mark of the Pleiades on your chart, which would be any planet or house cusp at galactic degree in Taurus or Scorpio, 25, 26, or 27 degrees of Taurus or Scorpio is the mark of the Pleiades. And then when the sun gets to galactic degree in Pleiades, <laughs> galactic degree in um, November and May, it's in uh, a straight shot to the Pleiades. So the alignment with the Pleiades makes it possible for them to come and go. And they will... Um, I mean, the Pleiadians, are they always have ships in residence here, 
but um, on Pleiadian lineup, they come in in numbers to check on the kids, um, you know, see what we're doing, see how projects are going, um, tweak out things. Some things are completed, other things are started. Um, but it is, in the Pleiadian pers- uh, perspective, a celebration of the blue planet. They look forward to it, and uh, it's just a it's a it's a joyous time for them. So let it be for you as well. So Anastasia, I want to thank you for the Star Seed news and uh, very interesting. I'm going to make some comments on that next week, especially when you said like Jesus is a myth. Well, you know, the way that um, organized religion has told the story, it is a myth. Absolutely. But he is, I mean, he was definitely a real person. And um, that's why... It's like the pendulum swinging to the far right, to the far left. You know, eventually we hope humanity will reach a pleasant center. Balance. People compensate, you know, they go to one extreme to the other, huh? Excuse me. When, when people choose not to believe um, organized religion, there's going to be a an area in between where they where they discover what they do believe. But absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, whenever there is a huge paradigm shift, and we're talking like major Christianity has held sway now for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, not really 2,000, as some would think, but in the organized kind of religion that we know for a very long time on the planet. And um, as that begins to shift, there will be uh, backlash and repercussions. Uh, people are really searching for answers, trying to find balance, and but they're breaking out of the box. That's the deal. You know, they're starting to break right. out of the box, which has to happen, right? You bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's actually good news, those trends. It, it is good news. It is good news because, but it's not going to be easy for a lot of people when they don't have um, a, a, what a stepping stone ahead of them. For some people, the impact is very difficult. Uh, some young souls kind of need something to depend on in order to sort of maintain emotional balance. And so we see a lot of people out there that don't know what to think or what to believe. And in the interim, there's a lot of chaos that comes from that. But that's always the way it is before we enter a new time, a new a new era. You know, this is a this is a bumpy ride for a lot of people right now. And for the planet. Yeah, even with the planet, um it's like she's going through uh delivery pains, you know, labor exactly. pains. Um, exactly. Getting ready to settle into a higher frequency. So um the yep. outcome will be wonderful. But the road may oh be my a little gosh, bumpy yes. between here and there. Yeah, just a little bumpy. You know, I, it's like taking a wonderful trip to an island somewhere. You just know the island is going to be great, but you hit some turbulence on the way, but it makes it worth it once you land. Absolutely. So, yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll, <laughs> all right, Ariel, we'll talk next week. All right. Thanks so much, Anastasia. Good night. Uh-huh. Good night. So um, I am going to um, start this presentation here in, in just a moment, but I, I want to let you know that since Lavendar is not here live, um, we're probably not going to be able to have any questions afterwards, but I do hope that you listen carefully and learn a lot from this information from the Pleiadians through Lavendar to you.
So today is October the 11th, 2010. My name is Lavendar. I'm here at the Arlington Hotel in Arkansas. want to make a note that also uh, we're on the ninth floor in room 911. And attendance today is um, my friend Deborah and my associate and best friend, Ariel. And therefore, I would like to um, say that I, I am so honored to have this connection today. And we have just spent some time out on Mount Ida. But today I'd like to focus on crystal implants and the crystal implant information that I think may be relevant to a lot of starseed on the planet, especially to those of us that have encountered implants throughout the years. And some come with instructions and some come without instructions. So I'd like to probably put them in categories and describe the different kinds of implants. Uh, first, I'd like to say the implants, there are several kinds of implants, and the ones I'm going to start with are the ones that you're born with in your blood. There are implants that are placed in DNA that do not activate until certain time codes go off later, either by transit of planetary energies or by combinations of different rays of harmonics. Some can be induced by electronic means, some can be induced by trauma. Some can be induced by walk-ins. There's all forms of activation in the DNA of starseed. There isn't a set pattern because they fluctuate with the auric fields, with the bloodlines, and with the soul records. All this is in consideration whenever there is a um, activation of a crystal. I'm talking about the silica quartz crystal that was started in a bloodline. And we're going to talk about the ones now from Atlantis. And the reason I'm going to talk about the ones from Atlantis is because there's certain places on the planet when when Atlantis went down, before it went down, there were five places on the planet where people left and went and coated crystals in other places on the planet. Therefore, they were time-released for bloodlines that would show up later and in their blood crystals in their star seed that they're carrying would be activated. Now, a lot of people would be activated but not knowing, since they don't have a manual, what all that means. And some of them, you know, might go crazy. Some of them might get enlightened. And some of them just might get drunk. I mean, I'm just giving you all the forms of when this happens, what happens to people, what decisions they make. And if they're carrying a gene that um, is counterproductive to the DNA crystal activation, you know, uh, usually it'll just go da, it'll just stop, it'll, can it'll cancel itself, or it'll go 180 left rudder in another direction. So there's so many forms of activation with blood crystals, silica blood crystal activations. Now let me tell you how this started. In Atlantis, before the continent went down, and there was a misuse of crystal uh, there, not only did they misuse the giant crystal, which controlled the weather, they had um, empowered themselves in their own blood crystals, and they had really known knew how to activate the quartz 
that they were dealing with with healing and manipulation and mind control this thing got so out of hand you know that a major scrub had to happen and it was you know unfortunate but the decision was made to do that and I won't go into why all that happened but before that happened there was a place that they always came to to get their crystals they mined their crystals out of this part of the country this was above ground and this was not under the ocean then and this area of Arkansas is where they came to mine and take back the crystals that they used in Atlantis. So there was a group of really, really dedicated scientists and crystal workers that came to the mines, went back in, infused some codes that would be re released later. How did they do this? They had a serum. They had a serum that was, um, you know, the junk DNA that they can't find out what that is. Well, that's part of the serum, and the serum was given to the shots to the people. The people got the shots, and in these shots, they were time-released for certain periods of time. Believe it or not, some of them were, were uh, coded for activations for different times that would happen that matched another experiment called Athena and the 96. And from Athena in the 96, after that came came the programs of King Arthur in England and Mary Magdalene in France and René Le Chateau and then some of the experiments out of Egypt and then you go to Peru to Lake Titicaca and all these different places. These were all time. And America, the Native American Indians, they had their own separate coatings and that was just a huge mass experiment that came from Atlantis for the Native American Indians because when they came up here to Arkansas, one of the first things they did was find some of the bloodlines that were already up here and they coded them and they said, okay, we're going to teach you uh, something called seven generations. And seven generations turned into 14 and 14 turned into the next multiplication and, and pretty soon they had 144,000. Okay, So that's how they started tracking the bloodlines, the crystals, the implants, this is how they did it through serum. They did it through microscopic quartz crystal silica programming that happened. These were little bitty dots no bigger than a pinhead in the blood. And they would be, and then they, they would activate and they would multiply and they would go on. And they had ways of, there were, you know, they had ways of reproducing themselves and multiplying and spreading throughout the the the, uh, the world. And during the time uh, before Jesus came as Jesus, at another experiment later, he was aboard ship, and he was part of the team that designed this bloodline. And the bloodline, the Jesus bloodline, was first. The first origination of it happened from Atlantis with the help of Arkansas crystals, with the help of the Native American Indians, and all of it just seemed to absolutely, you know, come together. It, this was like orchestrated through bloodlines and timelines and, and you see, you know, the council meetings that happened before Atlantis went down, they had to have backup programs. Once they did this big atrocity, they had to secure bloodlines out of Atlantis. They had to secure the ones that were not 
in on the big deal. <laughs> okay, the big the big violations. Although here here's where where some of the giant experiments came in. There was a group that said we want the memory of what happened so it can never happen again. So there was a cluster of like, you know, I think there was 33 in that council meeting, and they said, okay, we're going to be responsible for one scientist. We're going to track him and soul, and he's going to have the opportunity to undo this mess. But we're going to be, we're going to be in his bloodline. We're going to be his teachers. We're going to, we're going to track this sucker because this is never happening again. Because a decision was made: do we take him to another planet and let him? sprout there, or do we give them the chance to reconvene and, and set, this, set the story straight? So there were a lot of them in this category. I mean, we're talking about thousands. Thousands. And they all took it upon themselves to say, we'll be re every time they go out of body, we'll be responsible for the navigation. It was a navigational ploy to help the souls not misuse the power of crystal. This was all done through the crystal brotherhoods that were aligned to Atlantis. Okay. And they had decided what was going to be happening in the other programs in England and France and the bloodlines. And then the reptilians showed up and the Zetas showed up. And then, of course, all that, that's another story. I don't even want to get into that one because I, I want to stay with what I'm saying. So the Native American Indians really kind of are the purest of the purest of the bloodlines that have to do with the Atlantean crystals. The Cherokees really got it. They really knew it. So even when they when the Trail of Tears happened in Georgia and they, you know, had their crystals and they took their crystals and they and they came through here. They came through here on their way to Oklahoma. And 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 as they crossed the the um the crystal veins here, everybody's bloodline just got speeded up in light speed because they were carrying it in their blood from there, but then when they got here the light bulb started going on. And so another whole thing happened for them. Okay. So back to the implants. I'm talking about the crystal implants, the natural. I say natural, they're, uh, we think of them as natural, but really they were, um, they were implants that were implanted a long t time ago in the DNA. Now let's talk about artificial intelligence placement that comes to enhance that or cancel that. Okay. So you have a star seed that has the bloodline, that has the programs, has the DNA, has the cell memory, and has soul memory. You have a soul that has soul memory of all the connecting experiments because they're, they're like there's experiments that are connected to one another because they all resonate to a soul group. And the soul group decides that it wants to go to France or it wants to go to England or Italy or be part of Christianity, you know, different, there's different, um, you know, they put their hands up and say, oh, yeah, we want to go play there. Or, or you say, no, I never want to go back there. Don't ever take me back there. 
I, I, I'm done, I'm through. You really have the choice out of body to say, to say that. That's why free will choice is so important for the experiments, all the experiments that are happening now. And, and why our Constitution and our the America was formed was because the freedom of choice and the freedom of speech. All that goes together with Ben and the boys and won't go, go there. So now to the implants. So now we have artificial intelligence coming in, overlaying, and, and being placed in, in parts of the body. The silica implants mostly are placed in the brain. And the reason they're placed in the brain is because of the synopsis, synapsis, the the connecting tissue, and the 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 energies that run in your brain computer. Uh, a lot of of silica implants are actually placed in other places in the body. Um, it depends on who the person is. It depends on what they're doing. If they have an assignment where they have to go stand on the ground and the energies run down through them and up again and then up over their head, then they're placed in the feet, in the ankles, and um, in, in areas that will... Um, and they're short. They, they don't stay. They, they'll give you a, an implant that will uh, be activated for a short period of time. Why? Because... <laughs> it would really hurt you later, you know, to be walking around with them. It, it's kind of like having heavy boots on. Uh, if you're not at the place that's, that's if the decimals of where you're going to be standing are programmed into the crystal, therefore, you do the work, it's, it's temporary and upward and onward, okay? So, but who decides this? This, this is determined by... The beings that are in charge of the crystal ley lines, the crystal brotherhood, the ones that are in alignment with the uh, um, transmutation process through crystalline frequency has nothing to do with spiritual training. I want to get that really, really straight. This is a separate... You, you can't even be asked to participate unless you have already gone through your spiritual training. This is not something that is, um, you will never be asked to do this until you have, you have gone through all of the spiritual training of understanding about energies and the, the cause and effect of energies and taking the responsibility for crystal. You'll never be asked. There, there is no, you can't go to school for this on the earth. You have to go to school somewhere else. And then when you come to Earth, then you get, then you have the opportunity to play. Now, a lot of people don't like for me to say this because that limits how many people actually get to play. This is not an equal opportunity thing. This is specialized. It's, it's been specialized ever since Atlantis. The safeguards that they put in were so strict for so long that there were some that just screamed and hollered and said, look, you just got to let us back in to correct this. They did make some adjustments, but they didn't do it till Athena came from the Pleiades. And because of Athena 
and because of her promise with the 96 women. They got a reprieve, but it didn't take long till the women fucked up. I'm sorry, probably shouldn't have said that. Okay, but that's the truth. That is the truth. The truth of the matter is, and you wonder why women are have gone through such hard times with all kinds of things. Well, they brought it on themselves. And I want <clears throat> I could go on for 30 minutes about that. But anyway, back to the implants. So, we're coming up on 2012. And that may or may not be a game changer. A lot of things have not been decided. The Earth is still making choices. The ETs are still making choices. How far are they going to help in certain places? They are, however, and this is the good news, they are responsible for the implants they place in people. Therefore, if they are responsible for the implants, they're responsible for the people. They got caught on that one. So that means there will be there will be those that will be whisked away really quick at, at times of disaster. Now you've heard about, you know, the lift up. That isn't for everyone. That's just for those that they've taken it upon themselves to give them implants. And the reason they have the implants is because they're on the play. They've earned the right to be on the play. And they can't take their family with them. They can't take anybody with them unless part of their family is part uh, of it. So we have a lot of, you know, there's legends and all kinds of stories about the rapture, you know. Well, that got messed with. But that's the truth of the matter is, if they put an implant in you, the good news is that when all hell breaks loose, you're out of here. Back aboard. And also, that means you've been cloned. You've been cloned. There's another one just like you. And you will get to go live somewhere else if the planet is not inhabitable anymore. You will continue on as you are in your physical body and your aging process will stop wherever that is. It will stop. Boom. Now, they took Dog Hammershell back in the... I don't remember what year they took him. He was a United Nations ambassador or something. And he just disappeared one day. And when I was in Aruba, and they were showing me the underground base there, they presented him to me. And he had not aged a day. Not one day. They're going to present him to the world at the right time. He has agreed to to be part of when they get ready to do this huge thing that's that's coming, everybody will pay attention. Why? Because they know he disappeared. They knew, they never found the body. And guess what? Here he is now. So uh, he was implanted. He had uh, the blood crystals from Atlantis. He was on the program. He agreed to it. And uh, also... Uh, there was an assassination attempt that was planned to take him out and the only way they could save him was to uh, apport him and take him and put him in the underground base. How another thing. Back to the implants. Crystal implants. There are crystal mines here in Arkansas that have um, there are designation there are places where different species have their codes. There are the Pleiadians, the Syrians, um, 
Octarians, uh, Centaurians, uh, there's seven. Uh, I'm kind of going blank on the other ones, right? There's seven groups that have that work together with the Crystal Brotherhood. And the Zetas are excluded. They have not been allowed. Every time they try to come and hijack any of the information, they're dealt with. So um, we don't have to worry about the Zetas getting a hold of the crystal information. It's off limits to them. And any time a Zeta ever picks one of them up, they just fry. <laughs> so they've learned not to touch them. It's almost like a cattle prod. So they just they can't play. Uh, same with the reptilians. Reptilians cannot play with crystal. Cannot be around it. Not the ones that are coded. Okay, artificial intelligence implants. There is a, a kindergarten school that they've set up for certain souls that are in spiritual training that are allowed to have artificial intelligence implants. And they're the worker bees for the crystal masters that are on the planet. And they're given uh, these implants in order to facilitate um, holding a spot. Like they'll buy a restaurant, or they'll buy a hotel, or they'll buy a rock shop, or they'll be custodians of places where uh, they'll be needed later for something. They don't they don't go out and advertise or be able to say uh, they're they're they function on a whole different whole different level but they are given things and they are monitored and they and one day they may call be called to go someplace for a weekend and do nothing but just stand by a tree you never know where this implant is going to you know kick in and and sometimes they have voices attached to them it'll hook up to their higher mind or to their subconscious to their to their ears and they'll hear this voice that'll tell them to do something and they'll think it's god and so they obey you know you know it's it's a, a it's a kindergarten school of uh, obedience to crystal okay that's kind of what i call it so and there's different levels of that and most of these people in their are in their spiritual training but they'll never be asked to do anything more than that. There's not a graduation for them to go and do higher work in this lifetime. Now, in another lifetime, they may get to the first grade. Or they, you know what I'm saying? It's like you're only coded to do that particular thing for, it's like when Jesus came. When Jesus came, they prepared 500 years in advance of who was going to make his shoes, who was going to make his clothes, who was going to cook his food. They had to have bloodlines all ready, set, go. I mean, the whole thing was just, talk about immaculate conception. So was everybody involved. That's how intricate of planning it was. Well, same thing with this. So there's artificial intelligence that will be placed in certain people. Now, when you, when you get to a degree, say you get... You go through kindergarten one through twelve, and then you graduate from high school and graduate through college, and you're right up there. And you know the very next lifetime that you do, once you get out of body and you get to see what your grade was, that's when they'll put you in crystal mastership. That's when you get to play. But it takes 
a very, very long time through evolutions of behavior, choices, integrity. Um, they designed it from Atlantis, so Atlantis would never happen again. you got to understand that when when that happened, that that they had to really get very strict with their rules and regulations. So much so that they put Capricorn in charge, Saturn in charge. Saturn, 26 Capricorn rules the crystal grid. Why is that? Oh, hello. I mean, they threw the gauntlet down and went, you know what, we're going to use this frequency, and that's what our gonger is. Okay? Does that match or what? <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, the Native American Indians, this area, artificial intelligence, the different degrees of spiritual um, worker bees that come along, and we call them light workers. See, the light workers, they, they're on their spiritual path of helping galactic workers. It, and, and I'm just saying it that way so that there will be a distinction because Spiritual 101 and Galactic 404 are like night and day. And people that think they can place Galactic 404 have to have a under, strong understanding about Spiritual 101 and Spiritual 404 before they ever are asked to play at another level. Now, there are imposters, and there are tricksters, and there are coyotes, and there are reptilians, and there are other species that try to mix it up and really create some havoc. And one of the ways they've done it, they have taken bloodlines carrying these crystal implants, and they've mated with reptilian bloodlines. So they think they can piggyback this deal. So then harmonics had to be set, and, and the things like, that happened like uh, uh, August 20th of last month. Remember when I said, well, some of those bloodlines aren't on the planet anymore. They've been taken out. Those that were given implants and those that were watched over those last 19 years, if they had any reptilian bloodline, any, even as far back as whenever, if if one ever slipped in overnight and impregnated anybody and put their seed there, as of August 20th, there was an eraser. People got up, woke up, and went, oh, my God, I can't remember my husband. I don't know if I have any kids or not. I don't know who, who am I. I mean, a lot of stuff happened to a lot of people on August 20th. Why? Memory gone. If the, mem if the, blood, if the memory's gone, so are the people. You see what I'm saying? It's like, gone. Um, there was a lot of talk about whether that was going to be allowed or not. A lot of discussion. <sighs> I think we've had at least five or six Teton meetings where that was discussed to the point of people left the meeting. Okay. People got really upset about that. They said, well, we're going to leave some people behind. Yeah, but you had to look at where the planet was going what the planet, where we were headed with the technology, who was in charge, all the different factions. They finally decided if we don't take a certain bloodline off this planet, we may not have a planet. So it was, it was a hard decision. 
It was easy for me, but it was hard for them. Okay. I've been here before. I knew. I knew what was at stake. So I just, you know, I stayed after it. And the Emerald Ray was very important in this whole decision. The Emerald Ray, the Pleiadians, Athena, the 96, our little group, you know, we stood tall at every meeting about this. Why? Because it was our bloodlines that got interloped. It was our bloodlines that got messed with. And we didn't mind scrubbing them. Some of the women that made those decisions, you know, well, they're not with us anymore. <laughs> uh, they can't even play. They were taken out, off somewhere else. So uh, I'm ready for questions. Okay. Now, just to clarify, you're talking only about crystal implants, right? I'm talking only about crystal implants. And this has nothing to do with the metallic kind you see on the Internet, right? That'll, that'll be another subject. Only crystal implants. And are the crystal implants hereditary? Are they hereditary? Yes, they are. Mostly, that's how it's done. So they don't have to keep repeating the process for each generation. They don't need to keep revisiting because you're born with it. This is your born. This is your natural state, and your rites of passage are coded in your blood crystals. Once they're activated, they're activated. Here's the next key. They're activated to your astrological chart because they're timed with 25, 26, 27 degrees. All crystal implants have the coding. There's other codings that match, which we'll go into later. You know what they are. But that's the resonant field of the crystal implant in the blood that matches the body. You see, they had to have some, they had to code in a number, mathematical number, in order for the spin to come and activate. And that's how astrology works. So there has to be a quantitative finite point to activate it. Has to, there has to be a finite point. Okay, we have a question from across the room concerning the Emerald Ray, Athena, and the 96, and the Teton meetings that you were referring to earlier. Okay. Um, the question was, um, I mentioned Athena and the 96 and another group in the Teton meetings. Emerald Ray. Okay, okay. Okay. In the last, uh, I was talking about five or six Teton meetings where we were in great discussion over the scrubbing of the bloodlines, and uh, there, 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 there is and are and always will be uh, an attendance from Athena and the ninety-six. Now. The original 96, not all of them are on the planet. Their bloodlines are on the planet. And their representation always happens at the Tetons. And so when the Emerald Ray is activated, and the Emerald Ray is part of, you know, when the souls come out of body or even come in person, there's this giant uh, Emerald Ray computer in the center of, of this great circular place inside this, inside the mountain in, in Wyoming. And the first thing you have to do is take your emerald bath. In other words, the souls come and they go through that emerald emerald ray computer 
and they come out as a hologram and everyone can see you then as you are so that when you see that person you know later on you go I know you where did I, where did I see you before it, that's that kind of memory so and there's certain groups of the of Athena and the 96 that show up that have to do with René Lachateau, Peru, then they've all these different experiments. They're all all the bloodlines are attached. So are all the bloodline crystals. Does that answer it? No. No. I can't. She was asking about something that she didn't quite hear about another group that you had mentioned along with that group. Crystal brother. Crystal brother. What? There's the crystal sisterhood. Okay, the crystal sisterhood is different than the crystal brotherhood. Only because of the way the spin of the quartz is in the bloodline. See, there's the male crystal in your blood, and there's the female crystal in your blood. And then there's the male-female together in one body, which makes you androgynous. I mean, I could just probably go on for a while about this, but basically, the crystal beings are being activated now, and there's going to be another flurry of quartz crystal information happening all over the planet. Arkansas here is going to be another place where, I know a lot of mines have been shut down, they're going to be reopened, there's going to be, people are going to require it. See, before it was required because the Japanese came in here and they wanted it for their computers. Well, now computers are made. They have uh, synthetic quartz that they use now in computers, so they don't really have to use the quartz out of the mines anymore, which is good news for the quartz and the devic beings that live there because before it was murder, really strong murder. Like stripping the rainforest, they were stripping the crystal mines, and um, yeah. Okay, now you said if you were part of this assignment, you have a clone. Where is it, and why is it? Okay, if if you're if you're on this assignment, you have a clone. Um, okay. The reason that they've cloned everybody that's on these assignments is because at any given moment something could happen to where you see it's it's almost like Noah's Ark all over again they've got the bloodlines and the people and the clones ready if they have to evacuate and go to the other parallel earth just like this one and so it would be a matter of of you know say we had this huge atomic explosion or a meteor hit this planet, something would happen that would cause this planet to disintegrate, then everything would be shifted automatically to the other planet. And when we reach the end of our natural lives, what do they do with the clones? They live on. We get to live on. When we die here, then the clones get to live on. Then live on with whose soul? Sometimes we'll inhabit our own our own um, clones. And is their life cycle the same as ours? Oh, is our is the clone's life cycle the same as ours? No, it's not. By then, what they do, they give you um, um, a shot. The shot um, is 
determined, this is tricky, the shots determined by the soul's request about how much they want to do and how much they want to experience and what they and what their natural state and their rites of passage are. And if they have to turn around and take care of all these other people they've left behind, that determines how long they live. And that in that one. Because you see, they can drop that one, go get another one, and start a new clone. So they live forever. It just is a, it's just a degree of which body you want. Um, no, really, it's kind of sick in a way. But <laughs> you have to have backup. You have to have this is this is listen. This is the Atlantean design. You can't imagine how long it took them to put this together. Why? They said never again. And you know what? I really feel sorry for those poor bastards that were the scientists that that brought this to an end in Atlantis, because they have no—they've had no peace in their souls. With thirty-three always on their ass, constantly navigating, prodding them, making sure that you know they don't get one eyelash. Uh, in an era where they can do any kind of harm or damage. I mean, they'll have them as women. They'll have them scrubbing floors. They'll have, You just can't imagine the lifetimes they put them through. Then one day, and then one day, they give them the opportunity to be a scientist again. And that's the real test. And it's like they're hovering around. So, you know how you know how it is when you sit and you're trying to do something and everybody's looking at it and you can't do it. Well, that's what they say. Well, it's either this or nothing. You either have us on you, or you can't, or you can't do it at all. Yeah. And here are your choices. You know, of course, after they scrub scrub the floors as a woman for a few lifetimes. Let me tell you. They don't mind people hovering, <laughs> or some other, yeah, some other capacity. Yeah, right. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just for the record, how long has it been since Atlantis went down? Um, this Atlantis went well. There were three. There were three different times Atlantis had upheavals. The last one, the one that was the biggest, was 12,498 years ago. They say it's 10,000, it's 12,000. And the Pleiadians, they're the ones that had to push the button. See, there was a button that had to be pushed. There was a there there was a there was a whole there was a whole plan. And they were the ones that had to finally make that decision. That's why they've taken it upon themselves to be in charge of the rest of the experiments. That you see, the ones that were in charge have to be now responsible for the next set. That, that's just the way it is. That's why it's their turn. And and throughout the time, see, they've put the different programs in place so that when they got ready to jump the planet to an evolutionary state. 
all the programs that come back that they put in place, they all started with Atlantis. That's why in some of these sessions I've had with people, and I'm finding all these uh, wonderful souls that came out of the France and René La Chateau and the Jesus experiments, they're all tied to Atlantis. And now I really get it. Because that's where it really that's where never again happened. But they, and then they but but they had to run everybody through these other uh spiritual tests. It's like a lot of souls from Atlantis had to start over. A lot of them didn't. They're, okay. Question from the audience. How do or can electromagnetics interfere with your crystal implants? Oh. There is a basic matrix of a crystal implant. It is it's 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 resonance, it's harmonics, and it functions very much like a computer of its own. So when you have an outside uh, energy like microwave, the microwave fractures the blood crystals, fractures them. Now they'll reduplicate, but when they reduplicate, they might not look the same. It's a crapshoot. Like it just might not be the same the second time around. That's right. So... But so let me tell you what's been going on. You remember, remember when I say been up overnight? You can't imagine how many are lifted up, given shots, and recalibrated only because of cell phone towers. So they have to run damage control all the time because of cell phone towers? All the time. They're running damage control all the time. Especially the crystal workers, the crystal masters on the planet that are insp- that are responsible for never again Atlantis, you know, and their worker bees, the worker bees, the light workers, and the star seed, and the crystal masters, they all have uh, that they all get their shots, some more than others, and there's certain now there's certain um, technologies that are being. Uh, brought forth like some of the Tesla, like the pad. There's also things you can. There's also things that you can drink in order to reestablish your blood crystals. And we're finding those little at a time. So today, September fifth, twenty eleven, we are continuing this discussion on crystal implants. And I have some more questions. You had said that the scientists involved in the misuse of power had a particular program that they had to go through. Can you tell us more about what happened to those mad scientists responsible for the termination of Atlantis? Well, they were given governors, and a lot of them turned themselves into the council saying, you know, we... We need to um, turn ourselves over to beings that will make sure that we never do this again. Then there were others that went and chose to have experiences on their own through their own spiritual development, which would run for thousands of years before they could ever come back and ever be given the opportunity to play with power at that level again. So there's a lot of them that went to other planets, 
to have their um, uh, spiritual training and and then there are those that are still on the planet. But the Council of 33 would take each scientist, each person, and they would track them through the bloodlines and through their advancement on the planet and um, make sure that they would never be in a position to turn loose their technology records or their misuse of power of the, of the crystal. So in these crystal implants, part of the coding was designed and set with DNA patterns that would also alert starseed on the planet when some of these beings were in their presence. They would kind of just wake up and start hovering over these beings and make sure that they did not want to take these technology and misuse it. So there was a double-edged sword with the um, crystal implants. They, they had many uh, different um, properties, especially, say, if, if there's a group of starseed that incarnates time and time again and then they throw one of these scientists in the middle of the incarnation pattern, then, it, then it's kind of up to the starseed uh, souls to kind of hover and be around those that, that um, have been responsible for uh, huge atrocities. And we're also talking about evil. Evil, 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 as in Hitler evil. And some of these souls later became, of course, the Cathars that were in France. The same, the same group. It's because they all had the allegiance and the alignment to know how responsible they had to be for their actions, for the decisions, and that, that uh, millions would be in the balance of their thoughts and actions. So does that kind of... Uh, clear up a couple yeah. Of things. Yeah, there's starseed groups who are like galactic secret service in body, and they would be in the vicinity of these scientist souls. And when they would come in contact, an activation would happen in their own DNA blood crystals to uh, keep a tight rein and watch these souls to make sure that they didn't step off their path again. So all in all, in the big picture, what was the original purpose of the coding of blood crystals in Starseed? Well, there's there's a lot of different reasons and purposes, but when you get really to the bottom end, the bottom line of all of it, it has to do with a gigantic spiritual conspiracy that's happening on the planet. It's silent, it runs deep. It's embedded in the crystal implants and the bloodlines. It works through the love vibration, through the frequency, through the heart. And this is, these are stationed all over the planet. And this is a silent revolution that is happening. It is like the drumbeat with the planet. It's the drumbeat of the starseeds, of the walk-ins, the lightworkers, all the different harmonics that are playing in resonance. It uh, are very, very low-key, you don't see them on television, they're, you, they're you know, not uh, publicly known, they are silent, and they do their work. They're, in, they're at Walmart, they're in libraries, they're in schools, they're on buses and trains and airplanes and airports, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. And they get ignited and they get lifted up in their frequencies on certain days. 
and on certain on, on these certain days that happen when their harmonics just kind of turn on it's a glow that starts happening all over the planet and this is the spiritual conspiracy that's happening unbeknownst to a lot of conscious beings on the planet even the cabal even the zetas even other species that have a, a most difficult time trying to stop a lot of agendas that they're not in favor of have to really contend with and work with the silent submarines of the starseed because they're constant they're everlasting they can put a love ET human galactic combination frequency in motion and it's the kind of of energy that can topple governments that can bring down uh, evil on the planet once they're synchronized and here's the thing they don't have to be conscious that they're doing it that's what the crystal implants agenda is basically all about it is the silent runners of frequency even when you don't know you're doing it, you're doing it anyway. It's a giant insurance program. It is. For the evolution and uplifting of a civilization. That's right. Is it, a, it is a galactic 404 code that takes in spiritual 101, brings it up to level, uh, activates it on the masses, and moves forward toward evolution. Well, thank you, Lavendar. I'm sure this helps explain to a lot of starseed who are searching for their missions, and the truth of the matter is that they're already doing it automatically just by being alive and adhering to a code of alignment. And the code of alignment goes with these two two phrases, and you've heard me say them so often. Leave the planet better than you found it. And, and also leave people better than you find them in relationships. When you have a relationship with someone and it goes badly, stop for a moment and think, how can I leave them better than I found them? Although I'm leaving, I need to leave them better than I found them. Take a little extra time when you get ready to dissolve a relationship. And if something goes terribly, terribly wrong, at least try to figure out a way to reconnect for at least five seconds to change the spin. And as far as the environment on the planet goes, there are so many beings on the planet that are attuned to raise, not only raising the consciousness, but the energy fields of the rocks, trees, divas, and all the other um, interdimensional beings that are responsible for keeping the earth balanced. So even if we have catastrophes and disasters and a lot of other things happening simultaneously on the planet, there's, there's still this silent code that comes in, lifts the wave up, and distributes through the love, heart, frequency of ET and human alliance. Don't ever forget that. Well, I would like to thank Lavendar, even though she's not here tonight, for bringing us this information. 
And I do hope that you have a wonderful Pleiadian lineup coming up next weekend. And from all of us here at Starseed Radio Academy, have a great week, and thank you so much for listening. Good night, everybody. You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.